Hey, besties. Welcome to the BFF Bookcast. We're your hosts, Teresa and Katie. Before we jump in, we just want to remind everyone that what we discuss are our own thoughts and opinions. Just remember, we are here to have a good time. And as always, please check trigger warnings before reading any books we will be discussing. And beware, we curse like the Bat Boys probably do during their annual snowball fight. Hey. Hey. Redo. We have a special guest here today. Her name's Leah. And, she was uh, crying for a bottle, so we had a redo. Honestly, it's fine, though, because we didn't even really start. No, we were just like, oh, baby. <laughs> oh, my God, my precious. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. We're here to uh, just basically talk about what we've been reading. It's our favorite kind of episode because there's really no preparation it's, it's for like it. A, it's just like a bullshit, let's just go back and forth type of thing. And honestly, I feel like I've been reading like a lot lately. I feel like we should just jump right in. Um, I, I crack up with every time we do a spill the tea. I don't know if anyone's caught on to this, but Teresa literally says, I feel like I've been reading a lot lately. <laughs> okay, listen, I read, okay, in 2022, I read 253 books. That's a lot of books. In 2023, I read 210. And my goal was to read less. You did read less. And this year, my goal is to read even less. So I'm aiming for 175. Yeah, okay. But I feel like it's going to be 200. It'll probably be 200. But, I mean, especially if I have to get surgery and I go out on disability, then, like, I take back everything I'm saying. If I don't have to go out on disability for surgery, then I think I can keep it around 200 again this year. Um, At the end of last year which I don't think I talked about it, but I did finish my Game, my game of Thrones reread. No, no. Throne of Glass reread. I am also rewatching Game of Thrones, so that's like also up on my mind. Um, so I finished Kingdom of Ash, finally. And I posted on Instagram about it, but I'm just going to read my notes on that because I have a lot of thoughts. Okay. Um, I think that Gabriel deserved better. I have to agree. Like, I don't think he deserved to die. I think that there was other characters who could have died. I just think that he like he deserved to have that moment with Adian, and it's honestly so heartbreaking that like as soon as he found out about him, he just like wanted to be his father. I know, and Adian like treated him like shit. Honestly, Adian could have died, and I would have not cared. You know, I feel like I'm okay with that statement right there. Yeah, like honestly, like as a character, I didn't. I don't care for him. Yeah, he doesn't really do too much for me. No, <gasps> who's that pretty girl in the camera? Who is she? That's my face. Anyway, um. I miss Gabriel. I think he was like probably one of like the best characters. Um, the thirteen dying. Oh, so I actually made Katie read um, Throne of Glass. It took her months to do it, and then on um, multiple times of attempts. Yes, I actually just re-recorded a TikTok about that. How like it literally took me. I read books one and two two times and quit after book two, and then finally she was like, "You need to just finish." So I read books one and two again. And then finally, it, but even to book three, because I started to listen on audio and I didn't yeah. like it. And you're like, I, I promise you, you'll like this book, but you might have to read it. Yeah. And then I read it and I was like, oh. On the flight home from my bachelor party, Katie experienced the 13 dying. I had to rein it in. Yeah. You I did. had to like deep read a little bit. I was like, I knew it was coming. And I was like, you're going to cry on this airplane. I didn't, but I was like very close. <laughs> um, Okay, so Manon and Dorian are left very open-ended, which, like, I I liked for the point of the story. Because, like, okay, this is actually my bone to pick the Throne of Glass in general. The entirety of the series takes place over, like, 14 months. Which is outrageous. Like, 
it's crazy to me. Like, I think it's like actually like, I think it's 14 months because she's like, oh yeah, I can't believe a year ago was like winter solstice or whatever. And she's already like, Throne of Glass starts like a couple months before winter solstice. But anyway, it's like 14 months, like max, the entire events of Throne of Glass. And when you think of everything that happens in those seven books, not, um, we're taking Assassin's Blade out of the equation. If you take everything that happened in those seven books, like there's no, it had, there's no way it's yeah. a year. It has to be two years minimum. At least. Um, so that's like my one bone to pick. It just like the timelines don't add up. I even like, looked it up on Reddit and like everybody agrees, like the timelines don't match. But at first you're like a little upset that Manon and Dorian aren't getting this like happy ending. It's kind of like, left open-ended. But then you realize like, okay, like source, like he literally is dating Selena. They break up. I mean, like, again, like they're not like really dating, but like they're kissing sometimes. And then he falls in love with his other girl. She gets beheaded. And yes. then he meets, then he's, then he's like a slave, basically. And then he meets this like crazy, so all this happens within a year. So I'm like, okay, I'm actually fine with them not, them having this like open-ended. Is that funny? I think the other thing with the open-ended thing too is like, it's kind of hard to put like an end or like an actual, like, this is, this is the way. Yeah. Because he he's not he's not immortal no he's not so immortal. he's human you have no idea and maybe this is to come i don't know i don't know so i think that i think that when bloomsbury or sjm like announced like what's coming for like the next few years with her series hi my baby um i think that there is going to be a spinoff i think it's going to be fenris so at the end of kingdom okay. of ash he is like, oh, I'm going to go see, like, what else is out there in the world? And she's yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, figure it out and, like, come back and, like, whatever. So it's probably going to be something like that. But I do think we need, even so if it's, like, sure. a 200-page, like, novella of Dorian and Manon and, like, where they are at. I agree. Because everyone's like, oh, like, they, like, have a baby and, like, they get married. But, like, I mean, do I think that that happens? Yes. But all the fan art of him being old and, like, dead and, like her being, yeah it's like, like really sad normal, like it's weird but also like okay so they're not fake she's a witch but i'm assuming that they can do a spell that can like attach their like lives together yeah, because like they're working in the lead yeah yeah you're right and then there's also um i mean even favorite and Rhysand, like i understand they're fake but like there's got to be a way to like tie thank you for picking that up yeah. um there's got to be a way to like tie everything together but they yeah they say like a bunch of times throughout the class how like the fae can um like if like they have like a human mate that they can like tie like their like lives together so that like they both stay like immortal and like young or whatever. Um, anyway, Aiden is trash. We yeah. already talked about that. Um, okay, yes, the Fenris spinoff. I think he's gonna have to link up with Vaughn because like Vaughn is like part of the Codbury and then he just like disappears. Like, where is he? Where to go? Maybe he went through a portal and he's actually been living in Lunathian somewhere or in Prithian. I don't know, but Vaughn, we're waiting to hear back from him. Um, I don't like how Aelin lost her powers. Who does? But I hope, because I know there's a lot of theories, spoiler alert for all SJM books. I know there's a lot of theories that like, oh, when Bryce basically like reopens all the gates, that Aelin's going to get her power. But Aelin didn't, like, lose her powers behind the gate. Aelin gave up her power to forge it's the lock. Yeah, I don't right. want Aelin to get her powers back. I don't like when authors, like, do this, like, big thing and then, like, undo it. Like, you did it for a reason, keep it. Yeah, Unless like, there's, like, some other crazy way. 
<laughs> that you could like get it back sure yeah. but like it shouldn't be like a, oh i opened this and x like she got these all back right um and then that's kind of it and i do and whatever i have everything else i've already said those are just like my like kingdom of ash thoughts in general um oh and lorkin is a snooze i think lorkin's so boring like people are like i love lorkin like he's i don't, a, I don't he's want to snooze. say i love him because i don't i think i'm very indifferent to him yeah i like him I with I enjoy the their, like, alive what's yeah a lot i think it's a lie i no i enjoyed her like their togetherness at times um like when their chapters yeah. and being together came up i was like okay like i'm finding that i'm it was like I enjoyed it in the moment, but I wasn't looking forward to it. Right. Like, I was looking forward to, like, other chapters and POVs. Yes. I I'm not even not... going to touch on Kale. Like, I, I've well, I've I've had yeah. I've had my rant, if you're curious. I don't even remember what episode it's on, but I've had my rant about Kale. Um, so that's kind of that, – that was my kingdom of ash. <laughs> I just need to get that off my chest really quick. Uh, anyway, I've actually been doing pretty well this year so far 2024 in books um i did finally read you again thank god i know yeah yeah like what the hell i know and i five stars it's so good i'm being very okay i'm being very i think i i know you're going with this i feel like when i first read a couple books this month already i've been very like is this truly worthy of the rating that i would like automatically go to give it right is this really X? Yes. So yeah, I'm being very stingy with my five stars this year. I if if I have to feel it has to make me like want to like scream for me to be giving it a five star. Otherwise, everything's getting four. Yeah. And well, four like four is three. Still, like, like a yeah. very good reading. Yes. But when I was like going through like my 2023 reads, I was like, oh my favorite books of the year. I was like, why did I give this five stars? I, I did the same thing too. Like, like uh, was it good? Yes. But am I thinking about it? No. No. That's my whole thing. Like, if I don't think about something after I read it, like, it what even if like it pops into my mind here and there, it could still be a four. Yeah. But, like I have like consistently thought about like a certain amount of books, and I'm like, these are true. Yes. And I just don't think that there was anything wrong with you again. Like, I no, loved same. it. I binged it in a day. I thought the writing was great. I thought it right, yeah. Because like, sometimes I'll give something five stars, and like the writing's not good, but like it gave it like made me feel good, so yeah. I'll still give it five. But like there was like nothing that I even like the characters. Which, like, I thought that she was, what's her name? Ari? Ari. Uh, Ari. Uh, yeah, I think it's Ari. Yeah. Even though I found her very annoying at times. And it, it's not it a miscommunication her. trope. Yeah. It's more of, like, a no communication. Yes. It fit her character so well that, like, I didn't mind it because it was, like, what was expected. Yes. I think if she was, like, if they both were, like, these better characters, it wouldn't have made for such, like, a angst type of yes. read. Yes. Like, it's an angsty read. Yes. So you need that. Yes, you if, if you didn't have it, it would make no sense. No, it makes no sense. Um, and also, like in general, um, oh, what was I going to say? Angst. Oh, and the two characters were like going through shit, and they were like very yes. deeply flawed. So I think that like their separation, or like it's not even like a third like, breakup, but like them spending time apart and like discovering who they are and like growing as individuals, I think was needed for their, what for I them said. in general. It's it's when Harry met Sally. It's yes. the exact same thing. And like you needed what happened in that movie to occur yes. in book form as well. Yes. Right. Agreed. Leah agrees. Ali, as long as, if Leah agrees, then that's all that I care about, to be honest with you. Um, I read another Marina Zapata. So I think I talked about wait for it on here, but I, I read Luna and the lie. Um, also really good. Again, slow burn. Very typical Mariana Zapata. I really loved it. Um, 
So recommend that. And then I read Once More with Feeling by Elisa uh, Sussman. I think that's how you say it. And it's the second book. So her first book is oh my God, what it, Once More with Feeling. And Funny You Should Ask. And Funny You Should Ask was one of my favorites of 2022. Once More with Feeling, I gave four stars. I really liked it. Um, it's a second chance romance, which I think Honey You Should Ask is also kind of like a second chance romance. It's told, told in alternating timelines. I'm a sucker for that. Uh, if you read Funny You Should Ask, I think then you would also like Once More with Feeling. So he, they're both ex-pop stars. Um, there's like a cheating scandal when they're younger. And her career just kind of like goes down the two. She like, the female, the female main character kind of like was like every like early 2000s female pop star. Like, okay. Like, definitely had, like, an eating disorder and was, like, taking advantage of with, like, her management. And then, like, a scandal happens and she's the one who loses her career. Has, like, it's, like, this whole thing. So, anyway, he never wanted to be, like, a pop star. He always wanted to be, like, a dancer slash, like, choreographer and, like, director. So, he, they all meet at, like, a theater camp, like, when they're, like, in their teens before they're famous. And then there's like a Broadway show that like her best friend writes and he becomes the director of the show and like she becomes like the lead. So there's all this like second chance and it's, I don't know, I really liked it. I think Leah likes the way you're explaining it. I think she did. She had a lot to say about it. She did. She's like, wow, really, Auntie, tell me more. What are you doing? Yeah, she's like, can you put my big, oh, you're just going to suck on your lip? That's fine. Yeah. Well, with the t- you know, she does this like grinding teeth thing. Now. Oh. Yeah. It yeah. drives us up the wall. Yeah. What have you read lately? Now you want to tell us anything? <laughs> no, now she's being shy. We've been a little low with books. <laughs> <laughs> but we've listened to a lot of Coco Melon through JJ. I don't watch Coco Melon. Um, Is that Coco Melon? Yeah. <laughs> well, now you guys are getting a little serenading soon. Yeah. Um, so I did my. Crescent City, House of Earth and Blood, audio re-listen in, like, a couple days. It's it's just, I'm sorry. It's, it's so, so good. good. Like, every time I reread, so it's not my third reread, or third time reading, I should say, it just gets better. Yes. Like, I feel like I appreciate it so much more. Like, we all know SJM is just a brilliant writer, but, like, this is a master in my mind like i was a true fucking master so like i was going to re- i was going to listen to the audio as like my reread gearing up for uh flame and shadow in a few weeks and yesterday i was just like i want to read it like i want to eyeball i want to eyeball reread it um because i want to tab it and like my my house of um sky and breath i like is tabbed because i you know i read it um but when my original book of earth and blood I just like picked it up on a whim. I read it. I gave it to you. Yeah. It was like the su- for the big floppy paperback in the it's summer. Crass. It was not even like all oh, this fine. Like, it was like falling apart. Yeah. So like I got rid of it. I bought like the hardcover. So now I'm like, okay, like, I need to go back and like reread. I'm like, oh, I'm only gonna tap things that I think are important. I sent Katie a picture before. It's like everything. Um, There's actually a lot of information that you get. Like there's like, a lot in the beginning. Jessica, like we have some questions on. Yeah, I think there's just like a lot in general. Like. Danica being, well, this is kind of more booktube, like Danica being a bloodhound. Yes. It's also mentioned that like Feyre, and I think it was Akamath. I think so. That she was like compared to a bloodhound. Yeah. Like there's a lot of information you do get in book one. And I will say, because when you listen, you obviously are not tabbing. Yeah. 
Um, at least I don't. You weirdo. <laughs> She's literally biting the counter with her teeth. That's <laughs> cute. Um, I, I probably should have like kept the book handy and just like went yeah. for things, but there's a lot of information, but it's just such a great read. Like, and I'm now a quarter of the way through my, the second book. Um, and it's good. Like I'm not saying it's bad. No, it's, it's a definite five-star read still in my opinion, maybe even four and a half, but like, I just very much enjoy book one so much more than book two. Book one. So what, yeah. So what I was going to say was nothing of SJMs will ever be Ackerman. No. Nothing will ever be that for me. Agreed. Because, like, it's just, there's just, like, nothing like that. Like, no. that experience of reading Mist and Fury, there's nothing like it. Like, recent favorites for me are just, like, the ultimate couple. Like, I love Bryson Hunt. I love, obviously, Dorian and Manon. I love Aelin and Rowan. Like, I love all the other couples with my whole being. But there's just something about recent Sarah that, like, I don't know if it was just like the way that I don't know what it is, but Mist and Fury is just above and beyond like my favorite. I think though that uh, Earth and Blood is a better book. I would just never put it at number one. You know what I mean? Like I think the story, like I don't know if it's a better book. I'm gonna take it back. I don't think say, it's a better I, book. I feel like I would have to now reread Akamak to like compare the two. I don't think it's a better book. I also feel like because they're two, yeah, so they're just two fantasy, different. But they're two different. Like this is high fantasy utopian, like. Like, Akamath to me is, like, it's romancing. So, like, yes. I think they're in two completely different categories, both at the top of each of them. I've always said, I was like, Throne of Glass is a fantasy with romance. Yes. Akatar is a romance with fantasy. Crescent City is, like... High fantasy. Well, no, the as I say, is, like, literally, like, taking both and, like, merging them. Like, I think yes. it's, like, equal parts fantasy, equal parts romance. And, like, she just, like, merged those yes. like two genres like it's 50 50 i agree um but it's it's just i don't know i, don't, I think it's so like, it was my first good. urban fantasy that i ever read so like i think it just like hit a different way and it was like, just like unlike anything i'd ever read at that at that point in my life i agree and i think no other i mean i love urban fantasy and i've read a bunch of them and i think they're great i just don't think anything has ever lived up to crescent city no i don't think anything i'm sure something maybe will one day maybe, maybe. i just think sjm is just She's like to me like a J.K. Rowling. Yeah, like you are that level of just brilliant author writing. Stuff. Yeah, like and again, like I don't people like will pick apart like different things like with like her like actual like writing. Like I don't pick up on that kind yeah. of stuff unless it's so bad. Yes, because I'm an idiot and like the way that I talk, if that's how a book's written, it makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't need things to be like super complicated or anything like that. Like I just need like. She's like, I got my friends over here. She was like, doing this like weird. I was like, are you pooping? Like, what are you doing? Oh, well, she might be. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I don't need, I don't need it to be like written, like it's Game of Thrones level. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need that kind of writing for an SJM book. But like, I definitely think that like her storytelling capabilities and like her character, like the way that she writes her characters and the stories that she like makes up and like how she weaves them to get I don't know I just think there's just like been like I don't know there's like nothing like it that I've read I agree I think there's just like a level of brilliance there that like I think authors in general we say this all the time you're fucking amazing like you're kudos yeah. to all of you who can write and storytell like that and put papers on a piece of put papers on a piece of paper put words on a, a piece, piece of paper. paper that can actually make me like see as if it's a movie in my mind yes. like you have a gift yes I just think she has like an insane gift. Yes. And like, I care about 
even the most mundane characters. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I end up caring about them. Like again, would I have cared about AD and died? No, but I do care about AD and as a character. Like she writes them to like I feel like she writes characters to intrigue you. Like yes. you want to know more. Like, right. Like I hate I do well that's the thing know. too. Like I think it's great that an author can make you feel a variety of like a variety of feelings yes. for different characters or like even for the same character like I love Aelin but I think Aelin's super frustrating and like I like love Reese but I think like you know Reese is like you know very like there's like there's just like she makes you feel a bunch of different things about a bunch of different characters well you know what's nice too is like no to me like no two of her characters are like they're not they're their own people and yes. like like to, it's so funny it's like I know there's a lot of Rune stands out there I love Rune but I don't love him as like a sexy. A se- I, I love him as like, every time I do this reread, I'm like, dude, he's like the fucking ultimate brother. Yeah, like I like I want him as my brother. That's Legitimately, how I like him. I want to get rid of my. No, I'm kidding. I love my brother, but like I want to get rid of my brother and have room. Like that's how I see yeah. him. Yeah, like um, I'm not like trying to kiss Rune. I'm literally no. I'm trying to kiss Hunt. And I'm trying Same. to kiss Tristan, and like honestly, like a little bit of Cormac. <laughs> But I'm not trying to kiss Rune. I'm not trying to kiss Rune either. I'll kiss Free Sand all day long. I was just going straight Crescent City. I would do more than kiss Free Sand. Who wouldn't do more than kiss Free Sand? I think, okay, if I'm going top three SJM, I'm going Reese, yes. number one, hands down, no questions asked. Nothing will ever change that for me. No, I agree. And then I don't, and then it's like Hunt and Dorian. And again, I have to say this because I'm a Hunt defender till the day that I Same. die. You are talking to Hunt stands over here. Like, You're made here, endgame. No questions asked. He's wonderful. People who love Rowan and don't like Hunt, I don't understand. I agree with that. Statement. Because they are they so are similar. similar, especially in the beginning where Hunt is like, oh, she's just like a little part where he's judging her before he gets to know her and understand anything. Yep. That was like literally an Rowan. air of fire that is Rowan. Rowan is actually worse to Aelin in Air of Fire than Hunt he is. <laughs> and tells her that, that they, they would be better off if she had just died. Yes. Like, that she's useless. He, and like, he's terrible to her. And then obviously, once he gets to know her and knows what she's been through and like, they get whatever, it's different. And that's literally Hunt and Bryce. And I don't understand why people just don't like Hunt. I think, I don't either. Honestly, I think it's because he's the first male that she's. I was going to say, I think that people different. picked up Crescent City were like, oh, it's never the first love interest. So I'm not going to get attached to this guy. I'm going to wait until the real love interest comes in. So now they have something against Hunt because SJM didn't like do that same, which again, like. Good. I, I'm glad you changed it up. Like not everything has to be the same, same cookie cutter, like template of like how you write. A right. Book it would get book, so boring if that's if, like. If, if I knew every time right. I would get a SJM book up like that. He And like, yes, characters. obviously Connor and Bryce never actually go out, but like. And you only get, it's honestly so crazy, like, how quickly in Earth and Blood, how quickly that happens. Like, this is just turning into a Sarah Dream ass, like, dick-sucking episode, which I don't even care because it needs to be said. I'll talk about the other thing, right? But, like, like, Connor, yeah, like, technically, I guess, is not her first love interest because they don't even ever kiss or anything. But SJM gets you so, like, attached to him so quickly before he's dead that I feel like it does count. And then Hunt, yeah, it's off page, but he has a whole love and relationship with shahar before he ever meets front like and it's and it is like a very big part of who he is and why he is the way he is yes and like 
that's like that's what he thought the love of his life was so like the fact that these two coming together and like oh well it's not their first loves like it it or like it, it is it, it kind I of i bet that like Bryce has never said the words i love you to another male um that is sort of in book two yeah like, whereas obviously hunt has um but i do still think like even, and she like, she even says it like given the chance to be with connor maybe it may, it may have happened we don't know we'll never know we'll never know but like yeah. But that's okay. I think she also just weighs the value of those words based on like past history of like her yes. mom and like what happened with her dad. Yeah. So, and also like the whole like everyone's like, oh, well, like the maid, like they just chose to be mates. Well, first of all, no, they didn't. Well, in a way, like in a little in bit a way, of a way yeah, they did, but that is so perfect for Bryce. No, it makes perfect sense. Like, it I'm makes perfect because that's been her whole thing. Like, I'm not just going to end up with somebody, like, I'm going to choose whatever. She gets to choose who her mate is. And like, she couldn't just walk up to a random man on the street and be like, this man's my mate. Like, there obviously has to be, like, this, like, strong connection. It's not whatever. The way that Hunt acts is the exact same way that Rowan acts and Reese act after the whole yes. mating bond takes place. Reese's, Reese and Aira's mating bond is completely different than Aelin and Rowan's mating bond. Yeah. So, it looks, the mating bond looks different in every single book. And, like, of course, yes, yeah, Sarah did confirm they are mates. She thinks it's crazy that people don't think that they are. Because, we think it's crazy, too, Sarah. Yeah. Um, they are mates get over it like get over i'm sorry get over it also this is the last book of their story they're like their end game hunt's not dying and she's not gonna end up with bryce would never end up with asriel people who think that they're gonna be based because they're sort no they're probably fucking cousins that are like no they're probably cousins they are not made bryce would hate I was going to say, I feel like she would hate him. And also, okay, Sarah, okay, this is Sarah's guardian, like, this is Sarah's Marvel cinematic also, universe. Just because, just because there's going to be crossover, she's not going to take, like, Bryce from Crescent City and then put her in Prithian or as like, Agreed, yeah. I honestly don't think. I think there's maybe connections in the sense of, like, familial connections. Yes. That is about it. That's, that's what I think. Because... I feel like it's going to be the same thing in Marvel where like, yeah, you might see Thor in a Guardians movie for like a little bit, but he's not the main character no. in the movie. It's like a, So yeah. like Crescent City, like, yes, we are going to get, obviously she's in Prithee and we're obviously going to get crossovers. And like, yes, obviously the Throne of Glass people are going to like, but I don't, it's not going to be all, like, I don't think we're going to get a Dorian cameo. What's, what's a human yeah. with no power because he lost most of his. I don't know. I just, I don't think it's going to be as big of a crossover as people think. Like, people are like, oh, it's Aelin on the cover. Aelin is not on the cover no, of a Crescent City book. No. Calm down. Calm I just, down. I, like, I honestly am expecting, like, very, like, a lot. Because, again, we need to get Bryce back to Lunathian. We need to get... And, again, like you're saying, this is like, the last book of their story. So this, yeah. Yeah, she's going to be fit. She's going to be over 800 pages. But, like, we're wrapping this up. So, like, like I think it's going to be, like, an Act of War thing, which, like, within the... 200 pages max of Bryce not and Lunathian, and then she's going to be reunited with everybody. Agreed. And again, like, I just, like, I don't know. Like, I just don't think, I think they're going to be part of, like, the war against the Asteri, yes, but I don't think that we're going to be getting, like, so many cameos because it's going to take away from the core Crest City characters if yes. we're worried about Reese and Feyre and Aelin. They're not, and, yeah, like, they're it's going to be too much. Yeah. Contribute yes. in terms of, like, Hey, because of who we are, we have X to contribute to help you battle yes. what's going on in this. And box. like I think that maybe we'll get more crossovers in other books. Like maybe if like the gates stay open in the next Akatar book, yeah. there might be but I think for this book specifically, it's going to be much smaller 
the people are thinking that it's going to be. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be a crossover, and we're going to get like you're going to see them, and see but I don't, it's, I don't think I don't it's going to be like I don't think we're going to get POVs from these people. No. I think they're just going to be in the. And everyone's like, oh, I can't wait to see like Aylin meet Reese. Like, I mean, I think that yes, they'll all be in a room together, but I don't think we're going to get a lot of things like that because yeah, it's going to yeah. take. It's going to take away from what the actual plot of the story yes. is. And again, like, so we're too worried about all these like reunions or like meetings. I hope people don't rate it poorly because they're not right, going to be a big yeah. crossover. Like, I'm just excited to like see this wrap up. Yes. Am I obviously excited to see this crossover? One million percent. Oh, like 100 percent. Like, but I just don't want people to I'm not getting my, yeah. Because I'm going in with like, low no, with very low expectations. And again, if there was no crossover, I would still I be going feral for this yeah. book. I love Crescent City, like, with my whole heart and soul. Like, we took off to read this book. Yeah, so I'm just excited in general. Like, if we only get, like, two chapters okay with, with Reese and, like, two chapters with, like, Aitlin, and then, like, we don't see them again until, like, until, like, Bryce is like, oh, and then the blonde with fire magic is, like, in the corner, like, killing an hysteria. Like, I don't care if that's all we get. I, like, I'm, yeah, I'm really I, worried I'm that all these, like, yeah. people who dedicate, like, all their time to all these theories like I, this is gonna happen this like i think we're gonna get a lot of answers and yes there's gonna be some contributing factors from like the other like the other series cast but like yeah i just don't i, I just don't want to see like, going one to... zero stars because yeah they didn't get this like insane mashup right also back to the whole hunt thing the end game he's like loosely based off of her husband yes it's end game people <laughs> We're so passionate about this right so now. So passionate. No, but like, I really am very passionate. Cause like, I like, when I see a theory video, I normally, I just scroll past at this point. People are like, oh, well, like, Aelin's going to get her. There's not enough time for us to learn about Aelin's powers in a Crescent City book. Think of how she's written the first two. That's a lot of stuff to unpack in 816. There's so finish. much. And again, this is going to be, I honestly think this is going to be the end of the Asteri. And then the next book in the Crescent City series, I think is going to be Rune and Day's yes. like love story. I don't think we're going to get a lot from them. It might be Ethan and the Mystic Wolf's love story honestly, in the next book. Be, yeah. But I'm just feeling a Rune Lydia. I don't know why, like in my head, I'm like, it's a Rune Lydia book. It's going to be book four. Kind of like Cassie and Anessa got their own book eventually. Like, I think that there's, again, I think the main focus is going to be Bryce and Hunt and then the Asteri. Yes. And everything else is kind of going to be there, but as, like, a second, like, a, like a subplot. And I'm okay with that. Because I don't want, I don't want a book, I don't want a Chris City book to be heavy on other characters. I want it to be I heavy on Bryce. I feel like, because it, it can't be, because it's going to take, you, we're I'll say it's, it's yeah. going to take away yeah. from the actual story. Right. Like, I won't be mean. You know what? I'm going to be really nice right now. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. But, like, I feel like there's other books out there that I've just, like, thrown in fluff to throw in POVs yeah. and fluff. And, like, I, I don't think Sarah's going to do that. It's not going to be a Zodiac Academy. She said I that. know. I was, was going to keep my mouth shut. But it's it not going to be a Zodiac Academy. We're like, why are we getting, like, the the bonus heirs, like, POVs? We don't need them. That's not part of the story. Anyway, sorry. I had to go. We had to go on that rant. We had to for the sake of it. And Leah's agreeing with everything that I've said. Yeah, I don't know if you can hear in the background, but she's very passionate about this too. She, like I said, she's listened to book one. Come at me if you want to, but you know what? My kids gotta learn about some fantasy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I only, I only read two other books. So I discovered this author back in October of 2022, I believe. Okay. Um, I was on my Paris trip. Picture it, couldn't sleep, anxiety. So I found a book. And it was The Pumpkin in the Patch, and the author was Jennifer Peel. It is closed door. Like, you know what? Don't fucking knock it to try it. Because she writes, like, under 300-page books that just pack 
a good punch of like an actual plot that you can follow characters you love yeah so i've been like following this lady and she wrote a christmas story which again i loved but then she gave me an arc for forgettable in every way it is out available now it i would say you probably should read if you don't really have to read the first book in the series the x-file no i might be saying that wrong please hold the x-miss emergency okay um, cause you do see like some characters from that book in this book, but forgettable in every way. I fucking love this book. I gave it five stars. Like I literally sat there for a second. I was like, okay, before I give this book a rating, like, did it, is there any issues that I have with it whatsoever? Like, yeah. There's just a like, really good family issues and a dynamic that like, I think can, people can relate to. Okay. Like he's a British single father. Sold. Sold. He fucking grovels. Like, he literally chases this girl. Sold. Like, I think it was just so fucking cute. It was so well written. She's got, like, and again, if you can do this in under 300 pages, again, mastermind. I just, I don't know. I feel like because she obviously writes closed door romances, people are probably not going to pick it up. But, like, I just don't care about I just spice say, anymore. And again, I, I don't miss it. In these stories right. I read from her, I do not miss it. That's like, why I've been like a really big fan. Sorry to cut you off of the Mariana Zapatas lately because I'm I'm just like loving the tension and the yeah. slow burn lately. Like, do I love Spice? Fuck yes. Who oh, doesn't? Like, yes. I'm not going to sit here and say I don't love it, but like, I don't mind that it's not in it when done well. And this author just writes so fucking well. Yeah. She's also like the cutest little human being known to mankind. I don't, I, I really do enjoy her. We've been um, saying this a lot lately. Like, I, okay, that's the thing. I'm a fan of like, I'm a fan of spice. I don't, I'm, I'm just very over reading smut. And spice and smut are very different. Yes. So like, I love a little bit of spice. Sprinkle it in. I love it. I'll eat that shit up. Gobble it. Like I'm just, we're people, I feel like we're readers who, I'm not reading a book that just is straight up smut. No, I've just, I've gotten, yeah, I've gotten to a point like erotica, like not for it's me. Not um, super super smutty if i'm in the mood but like other i yeah i've been creating i've just been craving more either like very character driven stories or very plot driven yes. stories where i like just like i need i need a story i need a story and you know and like spice should add, spice should be sprinkled in to like add to that it shouldn't be the only plot point i agree unless you are in erotica then sure go well you know i'm just saying but, for me personally like that's no, just I how i feel i agree I'm not like um, I'm not dissing any like anybody else. No, no, like, same. Yeah. Tweets their own. Like I know there's a lot of people out there who love erotica, and like I commend you. Like that's awesome. Yeah, that's like what people call like Akatar, like fairy smut. Like it's a fantasy romance with spice. Yes, it is not smutty at all. No. Um. So speaking of a little bit of a smut smut, but like on the back end, it's a slow burn. I, as you know, am not a dark romance girly. I hover in like a light gray area. Like I've done Emily McIntyre's books, yes. which I would say are like a lighter gray, yeah. more on like a darker, like not dark gray, but like medium-ish gray. Yeah. Um, I have like the first Hermione fanfic we ever read was Ruffman's and Battle's Hearts, which is definitely gray. I enjoyed that. But like, we all know me. I, I like a light area. I like a fucking color. Like I'm thinking of the intro to the first couple Harry Potters. It's bright skies. You got clouds. That's what I want. I'm not the following series. Yeah. Um, Eating your hand. Um, so <laughs> I, someone put up a post. I wish I could find it. Maybe I saved it. Um, I'll go look at her Instagram, but it's called the right thing to do. It's, oh my God, what's the author? I just had her name. Hi, yeah. Um, She's like, it is the right thing to do. 
Oh, Julie Thibodeau. Thank you. Because she wrote, yes, she wrote Forget Me Not, which is a Raylo fanfic. Very cute. Yes, I have not read that yet. It's really cute. Um, so she wrote this, and it's, it's single POV. It's for Hermione's point of view. However, there is a second book out there that is Draco's point of view. And then there's a third, which is 100% dark. It's a Voldemort one. And honestly, I don't know if I'm ready to lose Harry. Okay, so that's what Matt read on Instagram. Okay. She posted a 50 Germani fanfiction you should read. Bless you. Because she did wartime in AU. Hogwarts years, first through seven. Okay. Eighth year. Heavy and emotional. Light and happy. Thank you. Thank you, Nat. Like, bless your heart and soul. This was everything I needed yeah. more. So I saved every single one of these fucking books. I've already read Draco Malfoy, The Mortifying Ordeal, Took the Falling in Love, which is hands down one of my favorite books of 2023. Yes, yeah. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. We need to read it. So, okay. So the right thing to do is 175 words. I read it in two days, which says a lot because you- 175,000 words? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's 100 words. It's 100 I read a whole sentence. Um, no, like, like for me to read like 800 plus pages in two days yeah. is a big deal, especially because my kid's been staying up to nine. Um, and doesn't shut the fuck up. And does not shut the fuck up. <laughs> it is slow burn. There's workplace romance. Like, yeah, she's loved him. And like, everyone's known that she's loved him, though he had secretly loved her. And like his mom's known. Um, you get like some Lucius in there. You get Narcissa, obviously. And like, she's a fucking goat, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> He leaves like the ministries, that's where Hermione is, and like starts his own company, and then she comes to work for him as well. She also works at a bookstore, which is like so she which also like she so rings true for Hermione. Yeah. It was just such a fucking good read. Like well written. It's like there is a slow fucking burn. She is a virgin. Um That's okay. You look which makes sense for Hermione. Yeah. Um you learned that like he was gonna save her, and this is kind of like the plot of like the third book. Like she was gonna be captured and sold. And they were going to up her price because they were going to try to uh, prove that she was pure. Yeah. So there was like this whole oh, thing, okay. yeah, that like he was going to come and like he asked his grandmother for the money because he was going to buy her to save her. That is the premise of book three. Like she does get bought. Um, oh, and then yeah. they fall in love. But I don't know. It's just so fucking good. The payoff was absolutely fucking perfect and amazing. I just loved every second of this book. I gave it five stars. So like the first two books I read of 2024 were five star reads. Okay. So if you're into Germani and don't want the emotional, you want like light and airy, again, like follow her. That's what Nat read. She did a post on December 15th. Also, just let me know. I'll fucking screenshot it and like send it to you if you want me to. Though you should still follow her. I know. I need to get it. I need to get into Um, the fanfics. And I I just like really enjoyed it. Like it was good stories. And I very much like separate them from Harry Potter stories. What are you doing, Mimi? You're flying. You're flying. The diaper looks so thick. Yes, it's just stinky. But she has like one. So the next book is Germa, uh, Germa, he is uh, Draco's point of view. So after I finish Check and Mate by Ali Hazelwood, which is fucking adorable so far, I'm going to read that. There's like Remain Nameless that I also know like everyone raves about. There's a lot, like, I don't know. There's a lot of good books on this list. I will not read The Heavy Emotional. I know. Um, I still need to read Manacled because I will read the heavy emotional. You will. And you can let me know what you think because you will tell me the truth. But I don't think it's something I'm going to have to read. Or I should read. Or I should read. I don't even like die. No, I don't think you want that. No, ma'am. But you do stink. You got to get your diaper changed. got to change your butt. And he said, Mommy, I pooped my pants. That's what, She was like literally sitting there before and she was like, leaning forward and like kind of yeah. like pushing. I'm like, what are you doing? And now she's just sitting in it. Yeah, so next week... <laughs> 
<laughs> Next week, we're doing Check and Made by Allie Hazelwood. Um, then we're doing another Spilling the Tea episode. Then we are doing, oh, mommy. And then we're going to finish out with Destroy the Day by Bridget Kemmerer, which is book three, the final book in the Defy the Night series. So Defy the Night, Defend the Dawn, and Destroy the Day. Um, and then that is it. <gasps> Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Um, and that is it. And then February, our first week in February, our first episode is going to be Crescent City, Flame and Shadow. So you'll hear if anything that we said today actually is true or if we're completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! Bye, Leah. Say bye. Bye. Good. Thank you so much for listening to our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe to receive notifications anytime a new episode drops. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at thebff.bookclub. If you have any comments, questions, book recommendations, or books you want us to talk about in future episodes, please send us an email at thebff.bookclub1 at gmail.com. We appreciate your support. See you, fuckers. See you.